I just want to like bust out in a beat when I when I start this now. Ever since last week, I hear this and I'm just like, "What's going on, listeners of the unknown?" Here's my first word of advice off the bat: Don't try to freestyle it. <laughs> Come in with something prepared. Maybe you'll really rock it out. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I don't, don't know how to freestyle either, man. It's not not pretty. Almost canon. What's up, y'all? It's What's Bank Roberts, Nick Billiards. We oh, got yeah. this. Yeah, we do. This is our ninth episode. Wow. That's pretty good. Uh, everybody like and subscribe. You know what to do. Come on, help us out. You're listening right now, aren't you? Then go to go to our things. Yeah, don't don't listen and not subscribe. Like Yeah, don't do that. And don't listen just because you hate us. <laughs> if you hate us, there's other things to listen to. I'm feeling like uh are you, can you hear me all right? Yeah, yeah, I hear you fine. Why? Are you okay? All right. You losing? Not getting something? No, I can hear her, but I, I feel like it's quieter than normal. I like... There we go. Yeah, that's good. That's better. I like that. I had your gain turned down again, I think. Um, oh, bumping shit over here. No, that's good. That's good. It's that better. Was. Guys, we're trying to start a podcast label, and there's going to be some bumps along the road. We're not <laughs> dealing with the most professional stuff. I have a hideous buzz coming from my cans right now. It's, ooh, yeah, it's like a nightmare. Oof. I'm going to have to, that's why I got one ear. I can't do it. Oh, yeah, you do. It'll be all right, though. Huh. Uh, I'm fine. Mine's fine. Yeah. Good. No, no, no. I want everybody to continue to um, join the Lonely Highway family, so... Uh, I'm gonna replace these headphones soon. What are we gonna? What are you gonna call them? You gotta call them something. What do you mean, like the, the umbrella? Like, like lonely hitchhikers or something? Uh, no. Hitchhikers like of the lonely highway. I don't know if I like that. You gotta call. You gotta call them something. Hitchhikers, actually, that's not bad. Okay. Yeah, I like that. I like that. Hitchhikers of the lonely highway. Yeah. Wow. Wow. I just, I, and I, I just came up with a new podcast idea today. You did? I did. Oh, is this it what you're going to tell me about at work? No, 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 no. But it, it, invol- it would involve Wait, Little you got to say trademark first. You have to say trademark or else. No. Okay. Yeah, sure. This is, this is trademark. Actually, you know what? We've That's already started this. So this, is, this is actually a podcast we've already started. So don't even think about copying this idea. No, I never. I'm, I'm All not. right. But it's, it's called... The movies we watched as kids. You hear? You get? You get that? Mm. Okay. Yeah, there's and like every a million week, podcasts about that already. No, no, no. There isn't. Yeah, there actually is. No, there's not. Yeah, they're just, re- listen, just listen. I'm just. I hate to shit on you right off the bat, but they're definitely. No, this is different. This is different. Okay. All right. Every ahead, week, go. I watch a movie uh-huh. with my son. Awesome. This would be a movie that I watched as a kid that he hasn't seen before. 
and then we talk about that movie. We break it down scene by scene. Eh. Yeah. I, I mean, like I like great that idea. idea. I would listen to it. I would. I would. I listen to all sorts of movie podcasts. I love movie podcasts. I do. I really do. I have strong opinions about movies, so it, it's fun to listen to other people's opinions because I could either be like, I totally agree, or that's a new perspective, <laughs> or I fucking totally disagree. I get out of my face with that bullshit. Yeah, I kind of feel like when I'm listening to a movie podcast, I'm like, well, I thought that movie was good. You know, like, I feel like I think every movie's good, except for, like, a very few. Give me an example of a movie that you um, really enjoy, but then, like, you went on a podcast and it changed right. your view. All right, so I listened to a podcast today about the movie Hook, and I didn't realize that that was, like, a shitty movie. <laughs> when I was a kid, I loved that movie. What are you talking about a shitty? I agree yeah. with you. It's great. Apparently, a lot of people think it's crap. Like who? Uh, a lot of people. Who said the hook is crap? Steven Spielberg himself did not like that Rufio. movie. Rufio! <laughs> yeah. Rufio! That's right. Rufio! Dude, Rufio is a man. Yeah, man. I like that movie. Are you kidding? And that was a movie I watched as Julia a kid. Julia Roberts as Tinkerbell? Yeah, I had no problem with Get that. Get that shit out of here, whoever said it's not a good movie. Right. That's what I'm saying. Thank you. That's right. <laughs> but yeah. That's, that's just a, our little movie. See, that's what we... You can't get that fired up about movies. That's, that's not... It's not going to work on a movie. Nah, there's a lot of other ones that I think are good that, that really um, aren't... But I still think they're good. Like Tremors... Oh man, Tremors is a favorite? classic. Movie. Okay, you maybe that's a bad example. I agree with you there, one hundred percent. But there's a lot of there's a lot of them. I mean, you did defend uh, what was it like Mortal Kombat or something? Oh, <laughs> I don't even think I've really ever seen that though. All right, yeah, okay. that was just for the the, the podcast. No. But all right, all right. You know what? Let's get into this because f all that. We're gonna get the to the topic at hand. All right. Therefore, I'm gonna do my classic music cue right here. Ha! Let's take it to the bridge. Right off the bat, breaking the boundaries, going insane. All right, Nick. What? Why do you always insist on wearing the postal stuff when you come over here? I don't change my clothes. Well, put on something cool. <laughs> We were here to create art. <laughs> Get there in your fucking post. I changed my clothes. hat. Yeah, a hat. Great choice. Yeah. Match my shirt. It's blue and white. Uh, it's a little off, actually. <laughs> That's yeah, fine. I'm whatever. just joking you, man, but the postal service of all day. Well, maybe if I had some almost canon tees. Ooh, speaking of which, we're getting some merch. We're getting <laughs> oh, a total man. of eight hoodies, bro. Those <laughs> <laughs> Shit. shits are expensive. I bet. I can't believe you fucking bought them. Well, you know, Bank Robert's got money to spend. <laughs> I guess so. All right. So I don't, I don't have a story to start it, to kick us off with, but uh, I'm, I'm going to ask you a question. Okay. Hit me. What do you know about Vikings? Um, I played the Assassin's Creed one with the Vikings. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I don't know that much was about it. That was good. I like that game. What else? There's a football team named after him. <laughs> <laughs> actually, that, that'll joke. come into play here later on, actually. Really? Yep. Okay. Sort of. All right. Sort of. I'm willing to uh, go with you, man, on the journey. All right. Yeah. 
So we're going to talk about about Vikings. Um uh Green Greenlandic Vikings to be to be more exact. So these would be Vikings from Greenland. So yeah, I I don't I'm not we're not going to talk about the history of the Viking. We're just going to focus on these these Vikings from Greenland. But uh so so where we start the story off about the Greenlandic Vikings is with a guy named Eric the Red. Eric the Red. The, yeah. I Eric wanna, the Red. I already want to compose a song about him. <laughs> and Eric the Red, he he murdered someone in Iceland. So they banished him from Iceland. And and you know and he's a Viking, so he's not just gonna go like you know across the you know, to the next country next door. He this guy he's he's gonna go. He's gone. He's he's gone. He's like, fine. I won't be here. I'm leaving. He's like, I'm out, bitches. Yeah. And he discovers a whole new land, and this would be Greenland. He discovered it. Well, you know, how did he go were, ahead and do that? Were, well, I mean, for Europeans, he discovered it. So they were they were called the 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 Thule. That they, they were there. They were a uh, you know, um, the predecessors to the, the Inuit. So now they were in like, North America? Yeah, Greenland. I mean, I think it's considered North America almost. Oh, yeah, I guess that's true. It's like right in, but it's right there. It's not in between. Continent, right, yeah. Oh, yeah. It, I mean, it's a very large island, but it's like right. no, co- 90% of it is like covered in terrible. Ice. It's just, yes. Yeah, no. And I think oh. it, it might even be more than 90%. There's not very much land. Okay. But Eric the Red, he's able to sell Green, Greenland off as like this green, you know, fabulous, pretty, warm, nice place that everyone wants to go to. So he gets a group of, you know, of uh, settlers who, who want to leave Iceland as well, and they go and they settle Greenland. Yeah, so that's pretty much like a crash course on the founding of Greenland. Neat. Yeah. And that's really all you need to know. Eric the Red doesn't really... He just We're just going to mention him here and there, but he, he doesn't play a part anymore. Oh, crud. Really? We're leaving Eric already? Yeah, we're leaving Eric. I thought it was going to be our main dude. But we're going for his son now. We're going to play off his son. Okay, family tree time. Leif Erikson, which you probably oh, have heard of. Oh, yes, I have. I don't know. Leif. From Spongebob, prop maybe. I love, no, I, I've heard of him. Happy Leif Erikson Day. Inga dinga dorgan. No, that's not gonna make me laugh. <laughs> it was on SpongeBob. <laughs> I always remember it. <laughs> oh, it just borders on casual racism. Oh. You need to be aware of that. It was on SpongeBob. It's alright. Ah. Fine. All right. Fine. You get a pass. I'm just kidding. I don't know what the fuck. Go ahead. All right. So Leif Erikson. He hears from here's a story from a, a man named. Uh, I don't even know if I should try to pronounce these names. Like, I want you, to. You shouldn't, but, but you're gonna, <laughs> and it's gonna sound awesome. <laughs> oh, man. I don't really know how to correct you either. I don't know anything about um, Icelandic. Right. Or, I'm, gonna, I'm just gonna go for it. So here's a story from this... Greenlandic. This wealthy merchant named... Uh, I don't even know. I don't even know how to start this, really. It's it's quite simple. I'm just gonna say... but. 
Barney. That's what it looks like. Yeah, but just, just, just leave it at Barney. Bajarney. Okay. Her Joffelson. Yep. Yeah, and he was a wealthy merchant, and he had been blown off course. In 985 AD, he was, he was trying to find Iceland. Um, or no, he was heading from Iceland to Greenland, and he was blown off course, and he saw, like, this whole new land that wasn't on any maps. No one had known about it, and he saw it. He didn't go there. He just saw it, uh, and he came back. He made it to Greenland, and he told this story, right, of, of this land. So then Leif Erikson, when he's a little older, he buys this guy's ships, and he sets sail for this land. Yeah. And uh, Leif Erikson would be the first European to set foot on North American soil. Yeah. And this is official. This is, this is canon. This is official. What year was that? I'm sorry. You it, it would be 1000 AD. 1000 AD is when Leif set foot upon... This beloved soil of ours. Yeah, and, and this would be Canada. So we're talking about this, the Canadian Arctic North. Still counts. Yep, yep. I guess it, it's not so far north, but it, it's up there. Uh, so yeah, Leif Erikson, he lands with 35 men. And um, so they discover North America. And it would be Newfoundland. What what we know as Newfoundland now. Oh, it's beautiful country up there. Oh, it's beautiful country up there. <laughs> Sounded kind of Irish, but so yeah, and uh, and we mainly know these from these sagas that they left behind. There's the the Greenlandic sagas, and there's the Vinland sagas, and that's how we know these stories. With ya, hundred percent. Lay it on me, brother. So they, so he set sail from Greenland, and really from Greenland to North America. It's not that far. It's ve- it's really not that far. At least it, you know when you look at it on the map, it's it's not oh, that far not, at all. I am historically terrible at geography. Okay, so he pretty much would set. Uh, he'd go west. Leaf would he'd set sail from the bottom tip of Greenland. So there's there there were two major settlements on Greenland. One was at the bottom, and then one was like a little bit north on the the western coast. And I'm not exactly sure which one uh, he was on. Jeez, I just I just can't picture it. Okay, that's fine. Doesn't matter. But he would set sail west, and and they would come to a place that he would call Helluland. Um, and this was an icy, barren wasteland. Helluland would translate to. Land of flat rocks. Hell you land. And this was thought to be modern day Baffin Island. Okay. Don't want to vacation there, people. Yeah, no, it's, it's not the p- best place to go. What was the translation of Hell you land again? Land of flat rocks. Flat rocks. And so from Hell you land, they would set sail south down the Canadian coast. Good call. Head south at that point. Right. And they would find a place that they would call Markland. And this would be the land of forests. Ooh. Better already. Yep, it was a flat. The area was flat. There were no mountains. Um, and it was covered in, like, you know, dense forests. And so this is thought to be, like, inland Labrador. Um, 
and, the, and the, this this isn't exact. You know, no one really knows. These are just the accepted uh, locations for these these places. Sure. How did they um, mark their progress? Like, what's what separates in your telling Heliolin from Markland? Like, wh- that's just what how they referred to them. Or? Yeah, I mean, I guess the way the the land looked because they didn't really have maps. They didn't use maps, really. So, yeah, and you're just ballparking where the modern-day um, equivalent would be? Yeah. Uh-huh. I mean, people have have. I'm not trying to be nitpicky. Always, and nah. People have investigated this for 200 years, you know. Sure, sure, yeah. And they, sure but, yeah, it's, it's, not, it's not a perfect science, so it's just an estimate of where, right. of where these places are. I get you. Because the, the real thing is nobody, nobody knows, really. Mm. And, and that's the whole point, is that this... The landscape wouldn't have changed all that much, but even in a couple thousand years, though, right? Right. No, no. Um, but yeah, so from Markland, they went south further, and uh, they would they would find a place. This this is a real tough one. <laughs> I want to say Leafsburdar. <laughs> I don't even. That was really bad. You're gonna. I'm gonna call you Leafs Butcherer for the way you're destroying <laughs> this beautiful language. Yeah, no. Show it to me. I'll give it a whirl. It, leafs Burdor. Okay. It's it's just like Leafs. I don't even know. B U O I R. But there's like funky things above the O's and I. Buar Buar. I don't know how to. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, this would be known as Leafs Camp. You did good. So that's what it would translate to. Okay. Uh. And yeah, this was located further south than Marklin. And what's the topography here? Well, I'll get into that in just a second. Pristine beaches. I'll get into that. Uh, so yeah, they 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 would discover like just an abundance of of even more lumber, and they would stop here. Lumber. Yeah, they would stop here. They would you know harvest some resources, and they would discover just an abundance. Of grapes, wild grapes. What? Everywhere. That's wild. I mean, right. And one of the one of the famous stories is one of Leaf's uh, crewmates would just eat so many of these these sour grapes that what? he would get just drunk off his ass. That's amazing. Uh, and they would they would then call the land Vinland, land okay. of wine. Wow, interesting. And this is where our mystery really takes off. <gasps> Because Vinland, nobody knows where exactly it is. So yeah, Marklin, Helulin, Vinland, these are all estimates. They believe Vinland's probably Newfoundland, but some people place it as far south as Massachusetts. And there's some real crazy people who put it even further south. And, and I believe Massachusetts, you know, it very well could be Massachusetts. Because of Martha's Vineyard? I mean, there's that, and there's, but there's other things that we'll get into. I'm all ears. I don't have much to contribute, but I am uh, I'm definitely... It's fun to learn about this stuff. Right. And yeah, so they would record these, these adventures in the Vinland sagas. Oh, yeah. Which, yeah. which were part of the, the Greenlandic sagas. I've heard of those bad boys. Right. Uh... Yeah, and so these Vinland sagas, they go, go on to talk about how Leif and his brothers and sister explored this land for decades. Um, so, yeah, so you had Leif and then his brother Thorvald, 
would leave for Venlin two years after Leaf had. Uh, two, this would be two years after Leaf had come back because he was there for a few years himself. Yeah. And Thorvald would spend two years there and would eventually be killed by what they called Skraylings, which are thought to be uh, Native Americans. Oh, wow. Yeah, That's so Thorvald would be the first European to die on North American soil. Hmm. Wow. That's very interesting. Yeah, I mean, they don't teach you this in school. You know, they're, they're still rolling with the, the Columbus discovered America. <laughs> What's in it for them? Where, where is big Columbus in all this? That's what I want to know. He's not even born. This is 500 <laughs> years before. I know, man. This is like 450 years before, you know, Columbus was even swimming around in his daddy's balls. Whoa, okay. <laughs> you didn't need to go there. God, Nick, <laughs> you're running a respectful joint right up until that moment. But yeah, so Thorvald killed by Skraylings. Skraylings, gotcha. Yeah, on a beach. You know, he was shot with an arrow. He didn't die instantly, but he would, you know, he would bleed out. Wow. Um, is there any more detail around that? I didn't actually really go. There was so much that I had to cover. I didn't go in totally in depth into these it would just be so cool to hear how he died you know whether it was like he was ambushed out of nowhere or like he had i'm pretty yeah they were ambushed so uh, he didn't they, they, they weren't like talking face to face no with. no 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 he was ambushed they were him and his crew wow his crew uh they barely some you know some of them that's evidence of a warlike people living there um and treating them instantly as if they were um enemies Right, and this would this would also come into play later on in a couple other theories that that some people have. So but yeah, he, he was he was killed on the beach. It. They, what happened to his body? What they do? It was just left there. Wow. And then, Thor Leafs and Thorvald's brother. Let's see if I got his name. I got it. Thorstein. This this would be, uh, the third brother. I'm not gonna attempt to help you. I, you. It, no, it's, it looks it's pretty sure it's Thor, right. Thorstein. It's, I'm sure it's fine. This would be Leif's youngest brother. He came back a year later to try and recover Thorvald's body. Oh, wow. Okay. But would be he, he, would, he wasn't able to land because of, of this, this violent storm that kept him, you know, right. away from, from where Thorvald had, had died. Ooh. Oh. That's interesting. Yeah. How do they know the precision of the place where Thorvald's I'm body guessing, was? I'm guessing that, you know, Thorvald's crew was able to escape and okay. he was told oh, that, yeah, you know, yeah, they yeah, told yeah, the okay. story yeah. what had happened. Yeah. Uh, Man, I don't know why I'm, like, harping on these details. I, I want to hear the full story, so. Th that would, it would have taken a whole podcast just to go through the, the Vinland sagas. Um. Yeah, this is where I'm going to tell you my my great idea. And I'm oh, really... Wait, wait. we got to do a uh, sound thing. Clap, clap. Yeah. Because ah! I, I really don't know if I want this in the podcast. You're getting agitated. Just relax. No, I'm not. I'm getting excited. I know, this is I awesome. Know. It is. It's really fun. I it's thought fun. forever and very hard on this. and I'm so happy that you're a creative person like this, man. For real. It's awesome. 
It's and really like cool. I started the one that I sent you, as that was supposed to be a short story. It's taken me so long to get through. I just want to fucking finish it so I can go back to this other one. That's like my real novel. I'm gonna address you as grandson, but really, as also as a friend, I'm with you on the thing, man. Where you, all you want to do is be creative and spend your time <laughs> doing what you love. But I don't have enough time. You don't have time for it. Yeah, my last job, I would, I literally would just sit there, and pretty much, I'd have free, like I would have free time, and I would. On the job, on, on the, the clock. job, yeah. yeah. And, and you're I able would just to write. write, yeah. That so that's a good thing as a writer. You can really pretty much do it. And it kept me there for a long time. Yeah. No, I know. <clears throat> this is my baby right now. Okay. I have three major stories, and this is one of them. You're gonna have to tell me right now. Do you want this on the podcast or no? No, not really. Really? Really? No. You have to say yes or no. No. All right. That whole thing is gonna get edited out. So leave sister. Trade us. Okay. Sorry. Uh, would collaborate with two ice and th- these guys are from Iceland. Could I just interrupt? Yeah. <laughs> I'm so sorry. But the best, the funniest moment of my life happened today, this morning. <laughs> uh oh. You had to get around that, that cart that I left in the middle of the roadway. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Nicholas did a crab walk. It could only be described as a crab walk. Or like a three-dimensional something. Ah, oh, it was incredible. That was a real highlight of my day. I was trying to blend in. I, I, <laughs> I laughed so hard about it. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay, sorry. So, yeah. Fre- Fredas. Uh, That's better. <laughs> Actually, you know, I skipped over a whole person. And what? you know who that would be? Oh, God. It's actually kind of important. His name, Thorfinn Carl Stephanie. Wow. Yeah. That's a mouthful. Now, Thorfinn, what? Again, say it. Thorfinn. Thorfinn. Carl Stephanie. Carl Stephanie. I like that last, I, that last name like really rolls off the tongue. Thorfinn Carl Stephanie. Mm, yeah. Wow. So he would, he would go after uh, Thorstein tried to recover the body of... Of Thorvald This is all kind of confusing No I'm with you I got the names written down now And he would be in Vinland For several years Like three or Three to five years In a a location that Became You know They recorded as Stromsford He was not a family member Nice Carl Stephanie And he But but he would be there For three years That's pretty good right Yeah Carl Stephanie (laughs) Um Yeah he wanted to get the resources, and he wanted to sell this stuff. Okay. He wanted to get rich. Yep. He didn't want to explore. This guy wanted to get rich. And these guys, they're building ships. They're building houses. You know, they need wood. Fires. God, it seems like there's plenty for all. Right. And they're over in this new land where there's really no one except the Native Americans. Mm. And they're few and far in between because uh, the, and if this all plays out on... Newfoundland. Should we refer it's an to an island? What? This is like a general thing. Should we refer to Native Americans as indigenous people? I think that's what sure. I like First Nations, and this is in Canada, so they would be because they can. They're called First Nations. That feels there. respectful and good. They like. Yep. Anyway, sorry. But I also know that there isn't an official Thorfinn Carl Stephanie. He's here. He's uh. He's even so. He's even trying to trade with these First Nations people. I like that. Feels better. And I'm, and I, I'm, I'm not exactly sure 
what the tribes were. I want to say Inuit, but I think I think the Inuit are more north. Mm. They would be like Baffin Island and and even when the Vikings were there, they weren't Inuit. They were they were Thule. Yes. Okay. Uh. So I don't think that these. Uh, yeah, I'm just gonna call them First Nations because I don't I don't I don't know what the tribes was, and and Newfoundland is an island. You know, there weren't a whole lot of people there to begin with. Even the ones they were they're there. They're they're roaming around really. Um. So yeah. Carl, Carl Stephanie, he would make this this camp that he would call Stromford, where he would run his, you know, all his business from for three years. But then his peaceful trade and transactions with with the uh, these First Nation tribes that were in the area uh, would turn violent, and he would be run out. You know, it always does, doesn't it? Yeah, especially when you're a Viking. Yeah, you're probably not just going to respect the native people. Yeah, no, I don't think so. <laughs> At least it doesn't seem like it. That's too bad. That's humans for you. Yeah, so then Carl Stephanie would leave Vinland. Nice Carl Stephanie. So then after Carl Stephanie left, this is when Thor's... Freitas. Yeah, this is when Freitas comes in. Uh, Leif Erikson's uh, youngest... Sister, I love her already. Youngest sibling. She's got such a nice name. She sounds like a princess. Yeah. Eh. Freda. Just wait one. Oh just no! Wait a minute. Does she turn out to be also? So she would team up with uh, two Icelandic traders, and they would seek riches of Vinland as well. Um, Free the natives. Yeah. Do well, something really cool. No. Before no. they returned, you know, and I think the story went that they needed wood for their house. So oh. they left for, for Vinland to get the wood. <laughs> yeah. Freydas and her husband. I think that's how the story really started. Really? I think so. Shut up, dude. You're just adding no, that to no, me. No, I'm dead serious. There. I'm dead serious. Oh. So anyway, cute. before they would return from Vinland to Greenland, uh, Freydas would murder oh, the, the okay. cruise. It already goes. <laughs> the Icelandic cruise. It already goes south with <laughs> my, my vision of Freydas. Yeah. She murdered who? Everybody? The crew. Yeah, the Icelandic crew. So she would have her crew of, of Greenlanders. You're kidding me, man. Murder the, Ice, the Icelandic. <laughs> no. Yeah. She just commits genocide. I mean, the crews, which were like up to 50 people, you know. So, yeah. And that, that pretty much ends the Viking exploration of Vinland. Wow. Yeah, that'll do it. And that was a crash course on Vinland. Was that supposed to be a pun? I mean, not really, but like <laughs> the the sagas go oh, deep. Like they're deep. Like they they talk about like like ghosts and all these crazy stuff. I love that though, man. Freydas, she took a turn. Yeah. So, so there we got Vinland. Where? Yeah. And, and, that's, and that's really it. Where the, and the question is, where is Vinland? And I got some. I got a couple things that might help answer this. I'm gonna start a brand new page. All right. So the official narrative here uh, for scientists and those who study, you know, the Vikings of the age. And this would be like, you know, 1,000 to. You know, the, the 11th and 12th century, really. Um, 
really just the 11th century. So those who studied Vikings of that age, they they consider Newfoundland Vinland. Makes sense to me, right? They're heading south. Right. And that would be because there's they discovered in the 60s this place called Launce on Meadows. And this this is the only officially recognized Viking settlement in North America. What's the name of it again? Launce Ox Meadows. Okay, and that's in Newfoundland. Yeah. That's the only officially recognized Viking settlement yeah. in North America. And it's Amer- right at the northern tip of Newfoundland. Eh. Say it with me. What? Come. I don't know what you're saying. <laughs> oh, Canada? No! <laughs> I don't know what you're saying. Then. Just go on. It's fine. So, I'll yeah. do my own little joke. It's at the top of the Sharp eared listeners will hear it. Good. I hope they do. They will, and they'll enjoy it. And I just want to throw in there that this is because of my story idea that's being left out Whoa, of the podcast. So the listener, they're going to hear me talk about it right now, but you're not going to know what I'm talking about until yeah, it comes out. But anyway, this is like one of my all time favorite subjects, like top five. I truly, honestly believe that Vikings were in America, and not even Vikings, just, you know, I believe America was visited by Europeans, you know, people from the Middle East, maybe even Romans, you know, long before Christopher Columbus. I honestly, seriously have no problem believing that at all. You Stop it right there with that filthy talk. Christopher Columbus was the first person to discover America, and you know it. No, man, no. Don't you dare with all this other stuff. Yo, I've heard stories that they they have found cocaine in Egyptian sarcophaguses. Sarcophagi. But anyway. How is that possible? How is that possible? I mean, unless the world was once one gigantic continent... I mean, there's no way that's possible, dude. How well, I mean, like like they say, you know, mountains are barriers. The oceans... Mountains the, are barriers, Those bro. are highways, dude. Bruh. Oceans are highways. Once ocean. you get a ship, man, you hit those currents, you never know where you're going to go. I'll tell you this about the oceans, bruh. Man, oh man, there used to be more ocean than land. Nowadays, all you see is land. Wait, what? That doesn't make sense. <laughs> Yeah, I just watched a thing on how these guys in like the 60s or 70s, they built a raft out of balsa wood, sailed it from Peru to Papua New Guinea. <laughs> Nobody thought that this was possible. The Velo Claw! Yeah. God damn it. it. How long have you been holding that? <laughs> I just picked it up. You, wow. He's got it in kill formation, people. <laughs> Get back to the subject at hand. All right, yeah. I'm, I'm anyway, gonna, I'm I just gonna... wanted to say that... that People have been here long before, even long before Vikings. It's something I truly believe. And uh, no one will ever change my mind on that subject. So yeah, where is Vinland? Officially, science believes uh, Newfoundland because of this this Lonsal Meadows complex, um, which was discovered by a Norwegian explorer, 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 Helge Ingsted. 
that's fine. Um, yeah, so it was discovered by this Norwegian explorer, uh, Helga Ingstad and his wife, who was a professional archaeologist, in 1960, after locals had showed him these strange grass-covered mounds that were all over the ground. Um, and they were in, like, a, these strange, you know, formations. Uh, and it would turn out these mounds were the f- were foundations of 11th century buildings. So they, they called them, like, sod huts. And that's what the, the Vikings of the time would build their homes out of. Uh, yeah. Sod huts. And this was at the northern tip of Newfoundland. Um, there were eight buildings altogether, and they were located about 100 meters from the shoreline. Right? Um, and out of the eight buildings, there were, eight, there were three major, I don't know if they'd call them uh, like great halls or something. There were three major buildings, and they were, they were each building, each of these three major buildings were flanked by smaller huts. Um, an official dating puts the meadows somewhere within the early 11th century. This would be about 1000 AD. I really like this windy sound. I feel like I'm, I'm standing on the, the beach here in North Newfoundland. Almost can. And where were we? Uh, the, talking about the meadows. So yeah, there were eight buildings all together. They're located about 100 meters from the shoreline. Uh, and there were three major buildings, and they were flanked by smaller huts. And these three major buildings, they would be like, like uh, I, f- I forget what they're called, Great Halls. And so this would be where, like, the big, powerful Vikings would live. And so they, they dated this, this complex to around 11, or I mean, not 11, the, the 11th century, which would be, like, 1000 AD. And this is, this is, like, 500 years before Columbus. And I just find that fascinating because they don't teach you this in school. You know? Uh... And, unless you're, like, taking, like, some sort of specialty class. Yeah, what is canon, right? Why do they teach us that Columbus is the first to discover America? Why? It all goes back to money and power. Organized crime. The original story. Say it. I get what you're saying. Whites discovered the new world. They got to kick those, you know, they can't give those natives anything. Got to kick them out, which they did. Goddamn right they did. It all goes towards the narrative, the official narrative. Written yeah. by the victor. Ah. Those with the money and power. Oh, ain't it the way? Thankfully, we're, I guess, a member of that elite, you and me, Nick. We get that privilege. Check your privilege, bitch! All right. So the Meadows was thought to have been settled for like three to, three to five, maybe even ten years. But that, that was it. So not very long. Three, five years, ten years. Okay. At the most. Ten, ten years at the most. Okay, okay. But there's a, a controversial theory that has been, you know, coupled with this, with this special, for, you know. The meadows? Yeah. Wow. There's a controversial theory that's coupled with 3D photo, photogrammetry, which is like this crazy ass way to image shit. Uh, and it, led, it, it lends evidence that... 
the three so there's three the three big buildings they're 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 more eastern than the rest of them uh and the the last of the three the one furthest east seems to be built in a in a fashion that's more more akin to to 12th century construction okay okay so you know and and that's a hundred years later. Yeah, so, so it was it, built it onto could it say, afterwards. You know, it could be that they were here for up to a hundred years. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, that makes sense. I was going to go for a different explanation, but that makes more sense than mine. <laughs> Why? What was yours? It was just that like somebody had come along and built on it after another hundred years went by. Uh, I mean, maybe, <laughs> but yeah, the the layout is is looks more like a 12th century Viking building than which which to me would point to like a constant settlement. And so what they were doing here is that they were using bog ore. So it was right on right on this swampy area. And Vikings bog ore? Yeah, it's what Vikings worked with. Even oh, in Scandinavia. Bog ore is awesome. Bog ore. Can we have him be a new character in our canon? <laughs> it's a, it's not a person. It's I, like Yeah, but I want it's a substance. I want that dude to be one of our people. All right. Bog ore. Bog ore. Oh, dude, he's like an old like grumbly <laughs> Dwarf type. Okay. Yeah, there's a good bogor. <laughs> that was good. We got climbing clam. We got bogor. So, so yeah, they were using this bogor, and it seems like they were using it. <laughs> wait, wait. We need to explore bogor for one second, dude. <laughs> Do his voice again. Bogor. Yeah, all he says is bogor. Have you ever seen the movie Ernest Scared Stupid? Mm, probably. Well, it's got this troll guy. He's like the bad guy, and that's what I picture Bogor looking like. I love that so specific. Okay, good. Bogor. Yeah, Bogor. He's got a voice. He's got personality. <laughs> he doesn't look. Man, this this troll is nasty looking. He's got like snot hanging down from his nose all the oh, time. Oh, okay. He's yeah, got like he... this really big like three nose. Yeah. Oh man, you gotta oh, watch this. That's my fun. and speaking of Ernest Scared Stupid, my youngest son Whoa, thinks it's up. the funniest shit in the world. He uh, loves that movie. Oh, okay, bro. Wow, Nick. Yeah. You're you're going fast tonight, bro. I just had to get out. I just wanted to say that. Okay, okay. You're just talking. That's another movie we were talking about movies earlier. Oh, easy. And uh, slow down. Ernest scared stupid. A lot of people think Whoa, it's, it's a nay. dumb movie, but Whoa, you know, I, uh, as Halloween movie goes, Ernest scared stupid is as definitely Halloween movie goes. Yeah, as they go, Ernest scared stupid is definitely a must. You put that up there. Okay, all right. Okay, I'll take that. So Ernest. yeah. <laughs> Bogor. Bogor. <laughs> I love that guy, dude. Uh, Bogor. They used this Bogor to see it. They were using it to make what seems to be one thing, and that would be nails. They're making nails out of nails. Bogor? Yeah, they found over 90 nails or nail fragments. So that would be a cool character trait of Bogor's, that he only <laughs> makes nails. <laughs> or like he grow, his nails grow really fast or something. Oh, my God. Yeah, I don't know. Like something with nails. I like that he just makes nails all the time. Yeah, he just make it. He's just like there, like hammering. Uh, however, you make nails at like a forge or whatever. Yeah. So they were they were they were making these nails. Um, and why? You know what? It. Why were they making nails? The only, so why were they doing it? Back home in Scandinavia, uh, in settlements they have dug up where they had found this many nails. Would be like like shipyards, oh. so so the theory goes that that the meadows was was kind of like a truck stop type of deal. So sailors, Vikings sailing from Greenland would come down 
the coast. They would stop at the meadows, fix their ships yeah. before going off, you know, further south. That uh, makes sense. Yeah. I mean, and that's that's a controversial theory, but it makes sense to me. Wait, why would that be controversial at all? Because they think that... I mean, if they were making nails they there... They think that uh, they didn't go any further south than, uh, than Newfoundland. Oh, so you're saying that's the accepted right. version of history? Right. Oh, so man. the Vikings, they stopped... They, and it doesn't make sense to me either, because Vikings, they were explorers. Why would they stop at Newfoundland? See, I... Uh, you know, my capacity is either to say bullshit or not sometimes. For me, I have zero knowledge on this subject whatsoever, so I'm, I'm with you. I'm so like, like Vikings, they were explorers. Like, they sailed all over Europe. Yeah, why would they stop at some imaginary line? No, fuck right. that. I'm with you, dude. I'm with right. you. No it, bullshit. Bank robbers, no bullshit. End and the there podcast. is evidence to suggest <laughs> that they did go Joking further me. south. Okay. I'm, with, I'm, um, I'm, I'm fascinated to learn more, though, really. So our next, our next stop... More south than, than the meadows is a place called Sop's Arm. And, and this, this is it's still in Newfoundland, uh, in an area known as White's Bay. It's located around the, like the midsection of Newfoundland. And, in, yeah, and, and it's an inlet, and it's known as Sop's Arm. And in 1961, so this would be a, a year after the meadows was, was found. Or not found, but like found by... The archaeologists. Oh, yeah. So, like, the, the, you know, the locals had obviously known about it. But, um, so, yeah, a year, a year after that, uh, the locals in the Sops Arm area would show the same, the, sh- the same two people, uh, what, what was his names here? Uh, Helga Ingstad. They would show Helga Ingstad and his wife this area. Um, and they were they were these weird pits. There were six of them. They were dug in a in a straight line. They were like six to ten feet deep. And nothing like this was in the area. Um, and what would those have been? So they believe they believe these pits were hunting pits, which were used in Scandinavia. They're all over Scandinavia, and Nor in Norway and that whole that whole region. And Vikings, they would use these pits. They would run reindeer into the pits, you know, as a way to hunt them. Totally understand that. And, Seems like a lot of work, but if you know that right? that's... And yeah, and the local tribes in the areas did not hunt this way. They didn't use that technique no. at all. No. Well, that's a pretty cut and dry case, my right. friend. <laughs> <laughs> but no, no other evidence has been found around these pits. You know, it's just the pits themselves. They haven't found any, like, spear tips or swords or belt buckles, you know, anything. So. I see. Interesting. They cleaned up after themselves. Right. Which is why it's not recognized as anything other than these weird holes dug in the ground. And it's it's also not any sort of mining pit. Right, cause because they're too. It's just dirt. It's, yeah. There's no, uh, any sort of anything there that you would want to mine. Um, and so the pits in Scandinavia, they're not quite as deep as these ones, but it's thought that these pits are deeper because the caribou found in the area are significantly larger than the reindeer of Scandinavia. So they would need, obviously need a deeper pit to trap these animals. So yeah, that's Sop's arm. (laughs) How about that? Wow. 
And it's believed that Sop's arm could be Stromford, which is Carl Stephanie's oh, camp. Oh, really? Yeah. I see. That's um, going back a couple pages here, but... Yeah, yes. Carl Stephanie, he was there. He was trading for a couple years. Wow. He got run off. That, that really puts an uh, interesting perspective on things. I thought we were talking about... And that's just one. There's, there's actually two locations that are thought to be Stromsford. Okay. And that's one of them. But no. they also haven't found anything to point, you know, which is weird. If you had a camp, you'd think they would be scattered with, with uh, trash. Sure, much. sure. No, yeah, yeah. So. Okay. So, yeah. Now we're going to go even more south into Maine. Oh, boy. And this is what I got. I got into researching this top, this subject. Like this, I didn't think it was anywhere near as big as you get your filthy Vikings right off my soil, son. <laughs> oh no, they were there. I tell you now, they're my great 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 granddad's are home. You, are you part Viking? Like by by blood? Yeah, no, my great 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 grandfather saw them, you know, sailing down down the ocean. People, if you can see Nick like I see him right now, he is uh, appearing in its full Viking glory. <laughs> um, I wish I could do... Something to behold. Like that guy's voice from... Um, oh, what's it? Still gripping the velo claw, but... What's that movie that Stephen King, where they bury the kid and he comes back to life? Pet Cemetery. Yeah, I wish I could... That old guy who has that, that really manny voice. I wish I could do a voice like Retro! that. <laughs> what the that is not what I think of when I Dude. think of that. Come on. Anyway, so Maine. Oh, uh, okay. The Spirit Pond Runestones. You shut up. And you know, there's several... Bank Roberts' turn to shine. All right, shine. Hey, everybody, what's up with me? Bank Roberts, I got it. Nice. Whoa. Okay, I'm done. <laughs> Bye. All right. Bye. So, that was Bank Roberts' moment. Whoa. He yeah, got watch out, out of control. Dude. Bank. You are going to get hit with the velo claw. Hey, you don't stop. <laughs> you fucking threaten me with that gosh darn. Whoosh, whoosh. I put a counter spell on that son bitch. You ain't going to see it. You ain't going to see it. All right. So, yeah. Go. There may, you know, there's several objects. I focused on, a, on two that have been found in Maine. And the first one is the Spirit Pond Runestones. And this opened up a whole can of worms I was not expecting to get into. Spirit Pond? Spirit Pond. Oh, Pond. Pond. Like, like a small lake. Gotcha. Yeah. So the Spirit Pond Runestones. Runestones. It's a collection of three, you know, three small stones. Okay. Uh, they were found on the banks of Spirit Pond near the coastal town of Fitz, Phippsburg. Maine. Phippsburg, Maine. Phippsburg. Population? My lips are too dry. I can't. It's hard to say that. Phippsburg. Phippsburg. There we go. There we go. And and this is, and I didn't even know this was here. It's only 40 miles away from Portland. What the? The devil, you say? I I could. I don't believe you. I'll fight you. (laughs) No, I'm serious here. I'm serious here, man. This is only 40 miles away from Portland. Well, I guess take a report out. Okay, I'll do it. You know, and I go to Maine all the time, but I never, I never even heard of these. And I go up there. I, w- I would have been there like five or six times. By there. I finally knew they were there. Yep. 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 All right, go. Just go. <laughs> Fine. You won. All right. 
So these these runestones they were discovered in 1971 by spirit pond runestones. Yep. Mm, by a, a self declared Indian artifact hunter n- named Walter Elliot Jr. as he in, as he was digging through a midden heap. Well, if you're gonna refer to him, at least do him the dignity of saying engine. <laughs> no, that's what he called himself. Well, I doubt he pronounced it so <laughs> carefully. I think that's more of like a, a southwestern uh, thing. Okay. Um. So yeah, two of the rune stones sh- uh, have runic lettering. Nick, I just need to edit that out. I'm so sorry. All right. Where do I need to start from? No, you're fine. Uh, just go ahead and like from where wherever you All were. Right. But two of the rune stones, two two of these spirit pond rune stones, they show they have lettering, while a third has some kind of map carved on it. And from there, I fucking went deep. It took a lot of time. Okay. Yeah. And and apparently there were two unconfirmed sod houses, like those found at the meadow, at Lonsox Meadows, uh, and they were located near where these stones are found. But they're unconfirmed. No one has, has looked into them. One stone is thought to have the names of 49 Norse sailors on it. Who and these names apparently have been they've been traced back to eighteen different seaports used by Viking sailors. Wow. Yeah, no, I mean, there's like just a lot of information trying to prove that these stones are real because all the major scientists who look at them instantly declare them fakes. Oh, why? Why did they? Because it goes them? against the narrative. Nobody wants this, you know. To be true. But is that the real reason that they're declared fakes, Nick? I mean, I th- believe so. <laughs> well, you have to give me a better reason than that. I mean, they must I mean, be- I, don't, I don't know why. Maybe okay, they're okay, fakes. Okay, fine. Just go Maybe in. they're fakes, but I don't want to believe that. Okay, you don't want to, but I just wanted so, to So, yeah. 49 names of Norse sailors, 18 different seaports. Okay, good. Uh, and one of the stones... It's thought to tell the story of these men being caught in a storm and trying to save their ship from, quote, apparently this has been translated by a woman named Sue, uh, I got her name here, Sue Carlson of the, the New England Antiquities Research Association, which is a really cool association, actually. They do a lot of really cool stuff. Um, she's, she's translated one of the stones... A portion of the stone, just and it says they're trying to save their ship from quote from the foamy arms of ag agir, agir. You know, you know this. A e g i r. Agir, the angry god of the sea. Unquote. So apparently, that's what one of them. Or a portion of what one of them says. And the map, uh, the third stone, which has the map on it, is thought to represent the seacoast around what is now Portsmouth, Maine. Apparently they have matched uh, key details of the map to an overlay of Portsmouth. Wow, okay. They look very similar. Yeah. Neat. Um, Yeah. So these stones, they were declared fake in 1974 by a, 
by a guy I don't even know if I want to pronounce his name. Uh oh. Einar Hagen, who taught Scandinavian history at Harvard University. Sounds good to me. Yeah. So he he declared him a fakes. Um but this guy named Scott Walt Scott Walter, who is a forensic geologist, has done some crazy he invented this thing. It's called Archeo Petrography something. It's some sort of weird thing where he takes these microscopes and he looks at the grooves that have been carved on the stone to see how they have weathered against, um, you know, other stones that have been carved from different ages. There's no music. Oh, it'll it's weird. Probably kick back. It's really quiet. There we oh, go. So yeah, Scott Walter, he used this arc. I don't even know what it is. It's such a long, funky word. Archaeopetrography. There we go. Boom. Nailed it. Perfect. Knocked it out of the pack. Just had to look at it for a second. So yeah, that that's the process that involves high-powered microscopes that are used to judge the weathering of, of these carvings. Which they can tell, like, when they look at these grooves, if they're sharp, you know, they're not that old. If they're rounded, they're... they're they, you know, they're old because of the weathering. Um, apparently, one of these stones, and this, this is another. This is a rune that that has been seen in a couple places in Europe, in a several plate, and on a couple of these rune stones in America. It's called the hooked X. Walter calls it the hooked X. It's this weird rune with a little like horn on the top of this. It, it's shaped like an X and it's got a little horn on the top. Um, yeah, no, you can tell that none of these have been, are just like made by nature. They're clearly carved. Whether, whether they're carved recently. I don't think that anything you're saying is out of the realm of possible. Or whether they're carved by somebody. That's the question. Are they hoaxes? Are they real? Maybe it's just fun to carve stuff. Maybe. I I guess a lot of people would believe so. I'm with you. Come on. So, yeah. Walter believes mainly mainly due to the presence of this hooked X rune that's on one of these spirit pawn uh, stones that they w- that they would have been carved in the mid 1300s at the very least due to his research and and how like weathered uh, the carvings are and this guy go this guy's got this whole thing he's like Templar knight dude. And this this is kind of off the wall. You're gonna okay. You're gonna have to slow down because I don't know where that suddenly came in. No, it, it's Scott Scott Walter. Okay, he okay. does also. He's a forensic geologist. So this is off the wall. I mean, yeah. His, no, no, no. His theory is kind of off the wall. Oh, okay. I was so this guy, he's a forensic geologist, and he looks into all these different weird, you know, controversial objects that have been found throughout the United States. Okay, okay, okay. And he has a TV show. Got me all excited. I thought we were doing off the wall. No, but we'll get there. You got an off the wall? You have an off the wall. Yeah, at the end. Oh, spoilers. (laughs) Yeah, spoilers. So yeah. Wow! This guy, Scott Walter, he's got a TV show and it's actually a good show. I own every season. I own all three seasons. That's awesome. Um, You own them? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, back before there was stream, they streamed everything. You like have it on a disc or something? No, I bought it. 
online, but this was like before streaming services. Well, congratulations, dude. Yeah, man. Like I'm into this shit. I know. But uh, but uh, yeah. So Scott, because of this hooked X and his whole theory has worked out, which we don't need to really get into. He believes that that these stones were carved by Templar knights who had escaped the Friday the Thirteenth massacre. And Friday the Thirteenth gets its spooky. You know, everyone thinks Friday the 13th is spooky because these Templar Knights were massacred on Friday the 13th. Is that really true? It's true. Come on. That's Going so back fr- into French history. So that's the reason of the, Friday the, the Knights, 13th? Yeah, the Knights Templar. <laughs> uh, King Louis owed them a shit ton of money. He declared that they were, um, what's the word? They were going against God. What, what are you when you go against God? All right, I can't think of the word right now, but they were going against God, so they, he had them all rounded up. Oh, sacrilegious. Sure. Uh, he had them all rounded up. I want to I say blasphemy, but... There, that's a good word. Okay, that works. Yeah, you did it. So um, he had them all rounded up on Friday the 13th and had the majority of them that's killed. That's really the reason. Wow, okay, I did not know. Yeah. And these, these Knights Templar, like, they were, they were rich. Do you know anything about them? Uh, Knights Templar. Mm. So they were started in the Crusades. They were meant to protect, you know, holy travelers who are traveling to the Middle East. Yeah, I understand what they were. And they and then they they ended up becoming bankers, and they actually de- invented the first bank, pretty much. So you could deposit money in France or somewhere in Europe, and then you could withdraw the money in. You know, they'd give you a receipt, and when you got to Jerusalem. You could take your money out. Anyway, so yeah, they, they became very rich. And it's, it's believed, because they were based at the, the Temple Mount, which is where they get their name from, it's believed that they found the Holy Grail and that they had escaped the Friday uh, 13th massacre and sailed to North America, uh, I think, in, in the late 1300s, early 1400s. And Scott believes that these stones are carved by them. <laughs> it's just pretty off the wall. Uh, yeah, that was a crazy uh, but we don't, yeah. detour that we just took right there. Yeah, it was a detour. doesn't really have much to do with Vikings. I kind of like that story too, though. That's a whole one we, we'll get into eventually. I mean, heck. It's a pretty crazy story. And I, my fucking mind just wants to believe it. So yeah, Sue Carlson, who works for the, the New England Antiquities Research Association... Um, and many others believe that uh, because Einar Hagen, who was the, the Harvard guy, he used a popular runic language from from 1010 A.D. This is like, this is boring. It's, it's you know, goes into runic languages and blah, blah, blah. But because of he used this certain runic language from the certain date, he got... He obviously thought they were fake because these carvings weren't made on that certain time. You know, blah, blah, blah. I don't really want to get into it, but I wrote it all down in case I had to convince you. <laughs> uh, I'm being very, very easily convinced, dude. Don't worry about it. Just- <laughs> so, yeah, there's this date that pops up on one of the stones. It's a 1010, and they believe it's, you know, 1010, the year 1010. Okay. But... But these guys from 
you know, like Sue Carlson doesn't think it's a, it's a, the date ten ten. She thinks it's like ten plus ten that equals you know would be twenty the twentieth year of some decade. You know. Okay. I don't know. It's it's a lot to explain. It really doesn't is. really make sense to me. I'm lost. I am lost. I, I kind of feel like these people just want these stones to be real, so they're pulling all these all the stops. They're going out, making shit up. Yeah, listen, man, you're my tether to the reality of this narrative here. I can't. So, like me, uh, I, I want to believe that these stones are real. I think they want to believe these stones are real. Yeah. They might possibly not be real, so they're just <laughs> trying to pull all this shit up. You know, they're going way deep. That's awesome. They're okay. going way fucking deep into like. Oh, these runes were used in this year, but not this year. And you're looking at runes used in that year. So well, why are you making their argument for them, dude? You need to just say... Because I'm trying to be honest here. Like, No, just say your narrative and you don't need to present the counter argument because then I get all confused about who's actually right. Well, that's Just the tell point. me what you believe, That's dude. the whole point. No, I, I am not in any mood to do bull, bullshit, guys. I want to believe they're real. All right, I'll leave it at that. Then I want to be swept along in that narrative. Okay, perfect. I'm not going to shut it down like I did with Kurt because this is perfect. Because that's what I want to believe. Because I, I, even if they're fake, that doesn't mean that that Vikings didn't make it this far. And there, there's some some other evidence that I got that is like, yeah, these guys were here. Um, so yeah, Sue, she, she, after all of this shit, and there's she wrote like papers upon papers and books on this. Like, I tried to read it, man. It was so much. Uh, she believes that the this, this stones were carved in the 1400s. Okay. Yeah. And she was, she was the one who translated the stone that they were trying to save their ship from this storm. And then we move on to... So those were the, the Spirit Pond rune stones. And then we move on to the main penny. Which is an authentic Viking penny, so the penny Wait! itself is real. Slow down. All right. Break time. Okay. Almost can. <laughs> I better not get Giardia from this water. You better fucking take that back right now. Take it back. I had a, when I was younger, we had well water, and I fucking got Giardia, dude. Oh, that's on you. I haven't gotten in. That's all I've been drinking for about four years. So you'll be all right. You'll be. It's actually better than most water. <gasps> I mean, unless you have an intolerance to iron, because there is a pretty good iron concentration in that shit. Why, have you tested it? Yeah, I mean, it's fine, but it just leaves a little bit of uh, rust from the well. It's not a new well. All right. Where were we? Back from the break at Almost Cannon, and it's Nick Billiards. Yeah. Back from the edge of insanity. Wait. You're not holding on to the... No. Your fire's dying. I'm not roasting my ass off anymore. Just God, kidding. God damn it, dude. That's strike two. You come back, insulting my water, <laughs> saying my fire's dying down. What else you got? Um, The main penny. Uh, better fucking shut up. Got my studio. This is what you become. That is nothing. Look wrong. at me. <laughs> I was deb- I was honestly debating it way before. Why so s- serious? Why are you being so <laughs> serious? 
That's stupid. That's another joke. That's that was a- random. I'm okay. Go on. Tell the story. I'm listening. All right. And we're back from the break. Whoa. Right. Break time. Okay. We're good. The main penny. That's our next topic here. Woo! So this is, it's an authentic Viking penny. It's a real penny. A real Viking penny. Main penny. So it's not, nobody's saying main it's fake. Main penny. Yeah, nobody's saying it's fake. Um, and it was found by a pair of amateur archaeologists. I'm going to go ahead and say that's a new character, dude. Ma- we no. got Bogor and Main Penny. No, I don't like Main Come Penny. Come on, dude. I don't Come know. Come on, we'll dude. Think about it, I guess. All right, fine. Just so, yeah. The, the Main Penny. There you go. That's the character right there. Was found by a pair of amateur archaeologists. You did it. Melgren and Ed... Ed Runge. Whoa! In 1957. Runge? Yeah, Runge. Melgren? Melgren is his Melgren name. Runge? Melgren Runge. I love that name. Oh, God. Oh, I didn't even say that yet. Melgren Runge. Yeah. Oh. Uh, okay. And this is, hold on, this is even better. And they found it at a site Why that they called the Goddard. The Goddard site. So Goddard. Melgren Runge found the main penny at the Goddard site. Jeez, um. That is like a whole thing. In the Goddard site, it's a it's a midden heap, which is like just oh, a yeah, pile of those. like uh, like shells and garbage and stuff you, from oh, you know no. the indigenous people. Of the I area. did not know what that was. What, wait, say that again. A midden heap is a what? It's like a like a pretty much a pile of trash, ancient trash. So like shells and it's like the place they would dump all their stuff. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, a midden heap. So they were digging through it, and they found this this penny. Uh, and for his whole life, Mel, for Melgren's whole life, he believed the coin was a 12th century uh, English coin. And he didn't do anything with it. He just kind of hung on to it and showed his friends, or his, you know, his son's, his son's classmates for show and tell and stuff. Uh, and it wasn't until after he had died that it was discovered that the coin wasn't English, but it was actually Viking. And it was minted from anywhere between 1065 1093. So it's pretty old. How are coins minted back then? Uh, so like, I mean, pretty much the same way they are now. So just like hot molten metals poured into like a little thingy? Yeah. Okay. And they like close it. Yeah. And like beat it out of there with like a hammer or something. I don't know. All right. So yeah, this penny was real. It was a real Viking penny. Real penny. From Main Penny! 1065 or so. Uh, and I guess, so the main question for the main penny is, uh, did Melgren, did he plant, did he have the penny oh and my. put it there himself? Or did he actually find it? Oh, hold it, on, Nick. Say that whole thing again. The, so the main question that you know is, everyone wants to know is, did Melgren... Did he put the penny there himself, or did he actually find it in the heap? Like, was it, had it been there? Wow. That was a cool phrase. <laughs> that was an interesting turn of phrase. Really? I got a kick out of it. I, I could tell. <laughs> um, so, yeah. I got a kick out of that one, Nick. You did it. You really, that one gets a 10. And so if he had found the, so if the penny had actually been there, it, it obviously would point to 
quite possibly that Vinland was further south than Newfoundland oh. and that it had been dropped by a Viking. How else would it have gotten Exploring there? the area. Okay, okay. Or it had been traded to, an, an, you know, one of the, the indigenous people of the area uh, by uh, a Viking who had dropped it there. That makes sense, too. All of what you're saying makes sense. Um, Only in a very basic way. I mean, how much does anything really make sense, I guess? And so I got this from, from Atlas Obscura, who's... They have a they have a good a sweet podcast. I love that name. I'm just gonna hawk their their shit for a minute. It's like Hidden World. Yeah, Atlas Obscure. It's really cool. They got books. I think they started as like a book and a, a website, um, and now they have a podcast. But I got this from them, and so quote: Just this past November, in the Journal of the North Atlantic. Just this past November, Fine H. Goldbeck. A, re- a renowned numismatist, is that a, is that the word? I think it's numismatist. Yeah, there we go. Numismatist. Finally got one, Bank. <laughs> yeah, Jesus, nice. it's been a long time. Thanks. I was coming up dry, like over <laughs> ten so far. Uh, from the the University of Oslo, and a former student of this coin expert. Or er, okay, I'll, I'll I'll do the official quote. I like. I just for one second, I just want to point out. With the music, I feel like I'm, like, on the ocean. Like, I know. It's nice. I like sailing it. Sailing my, but, like, my guitar is, like, the prow of a ship right now. Like, <laughs> You're really like a fun. Viking. Yeah, dude. I'm getting yeah. into it. It's kind of, even look kind of like a figurehead. It is. It's a figurehead. Nice. I love it. Anyway, sorry. All was, right. So, yeah. A renowned, what was it? Numismatist? You nailed it, brother. Uh, at, at the University of Oslo and a former student of the coin expert, Scar took a closer look at the possibility that the coin had come from the Grasley Horde or another notable assemblage of Viking coins. Uh, and this guy goes on to say, the pennies of this type, class N, are rare by any standard, he says. So that, that would be um, the Savine H. Goldbeck. Uh, in the paper, he notes... That of the hundreds of, of Gressley coins sold, only 41 of them were class N pennies, characterized by the orientation of the head design, and all were known from the university's collection, unlike Mel- Melgren's. Other major finds contained no pennies of this type, and the class N pennies from smaller finds can all be accounted for. And that, that was from Atlas Obscura, which would point to this penny was, you know, nobody knew about it. It didn't come from any, so he didn't buy it from any collection or anything to put it there. It was like a penny that had not been seen before. Um, I'm willing to go with you on that journey. So in the same article that I read, Atlas Obscura, they state that an unpublished uh Raymond spectrography data shows that the coin had li- it was laying horizontal uh, and that the corrosion is consistent with water trickling down onto the coin and then around its edges. So, so it had been there for quite some time. And the coin actually, it's, it, it has been deteriorating ever since 
they had taken it out and it's slowly falling apart and I think it might actually have just been totally gone now but it had this weird like lion headed weird yeah person on it um but they don't nobody knows what it really looked like anymore Ooh, wow yep okay all so right. that's all I got from Maine. Yeah, dude, they went all over. Remember how I was talking about <laughs> Minnesota Vikings? Oh, my God, how'd they get that far? Well, we'll get there, and I'll, no. I'll get there. It's actually very quite easily. Minnesota, that's the heartland. All right, so that's I'm going to... the heartland of America. I'm just going to... I want to plow through these two, these couple things I got from Massachusetts, just so we could get to the Minnesota, because it's actually quite fascinating. I get it, plow through, like you're like... Like plundering like a Viking, like getting to the heart. I was thinking like plowing through like, like frozen, frozen ice corn. with my Ooh, yeah. ship. Yeah, that's a good metaphor too. <laughs> so let's go on to Rhode Island, Narragansett Bay, where the Narragansett runestone is found. Uh, so around the year 1948, the local children... 1948. 1948. We're getting almost like closer to the present day from where we were, I feel. Yep. That's a big jump in time. So yeah. yeah Children I mean, at play. They're playing, yeah. Yeah, they're playing. It's just a fun. So yeah, pastoral. these kids, they're like playing around this giant sandstone boulder that's in the water, you know, in the bay. Oh, that's adorable. It's just barely, you know, it's close enough to shore that I can when the see tide it. goes out, you can see the whole thing. But when the tide comes in, you can just see some of it. I see it in my mind. And it's beautiful. It's just a beautiful image. Yeah. So they these these children they began calling this this rock, this boulder Indian rock because it had these mysterious inscriptions that could be seen on it when the tide went out. <clears throat> um and according to to the the New England Antiquities Research Association, these guys will they'll pop up a lot in this this ancient history stuff that takes place in New England. Um they would say it wouldn't it wouldn't be until 1984 when a, a you're going to get a kick out of this, a quaghog, what, oh, what is it? Quag? No. Quohog. Quohog. There we go. A quohogger. A quohogger. You set yourself up for failure on that <laughs> one, though, dude. You could have just said it. I couldn't think of what it was. It's just, it's spelt really funky here. I don't think they say the quo. It's just more like quohog. Quohog? Wasn't it like the name of Family Guy, the the town they live in? Yeah, Quohog. Oh, it's Quohog? I thought it was Quohog. I thought it was Quohog. Okay, so a a Quohogger came across the rock. Say it like an American, goddammit. Quohog. A Quohogger came across this rock. That's what we do in America. uh, And he spotted this inscription. And then he would show Uh, it to the rest of the world. Yeah. Um, So, yeah. The Narragansett runestone, would, it would end up, it would get, somebody would steal it. They would actually steal the fucking boulder out of the ocean. Stay on that mic, dude. They would steal the rock Don't out of the animated. ocean. Don't get animated. Sorry. Look at him. He's actually doing the motions, everybody. He had his arms up. He was like calling down the hell. Well, like, how the hell do you take a boulder out of the ocean? Like, oh, yeah. So and it was stolen by a, a local resident who was sick of tourists. Running wild around his town looking for this rock. Oh, man. And he would take the stone, he would drag it deeper into the ocean and dump it. Um, but they, they, they later found out who this guy was. They made him go and get the stone back. 
It's not a stone. It's a boulder. Uh, Wait a minute. Is that a real story? That's a real story. Oh, my God. Really? Yeah. A boulder from the ocean? Yeah. He fucking stole it, and he dumped it out and deeper into the water so people couldn't find it. That's incredible. Yeah. Why would you... He was sick and tired of people chomping around his precious beach looking for this fucking stone. That is incredible. So, yeah. He moved the stone. Yeah. Dude, that's... No, it's not a stone. It's a fucking boulder. Boulder. Fine. I just found that to be... He moved it. ...fucking funny. It is hilarious. That's the best story I've ever heard. All right. Thank you. You told me that I was going to enjoy it, and I really did. (laughs) Fuck, that was great. So, uh, this... The Narragansett runestone would also have... The mysterious hooked X rune on it. Um, and this guy named v- Vladimir Samuelson. Uh-oh. I like him already. Or maybe not. Uh, he has written... God knows I was wrong about Freitas. Remember back then? <laughs> Oof. No, that's his name. Vladimir Samuelson. Samuelson. Vlad Samuelson. Yeah, he had, he's written about the stone... He, you know, he's done all this. He's done all this research on the stone. He has matched three of the ten. Vis- and there's only ten runes on the stone. He has matched three of them with Icelandic runes from from the the 1200s, so the, the 13th century. So this is Vladimir is our modern day rune specialist who's identifying this stuff. Or is that what we're talking? I about? I mean, he's not a rune specialist, but he's, he's educated he's, in that department. I just yeah, wanted to I mean, know where he's at. Like he came in, like he's he's, he's in the, from he's, Iceland. He's, he's from Iceland, but he's from now, right? Yeah, he's from. He's now. like a current day person. Yeah. yeah. Whoa, because I was like all back in the day. Uh, and Charles, this guy, this guy's named Charles Charles M. Divine. He's of the the N E A R A. God, Nira. I don't know why that's so hard for me to say. <laughs> I'm crying over here. Yeah, I guess Nira. That works. Um, he wrote. About he wrote an article in 1985 about the stone, and he he says it's vulgar Latin. Whoa, like pig Latin? Vulgar Latin. It's um, it's here I got it right here. Vulgar Latin. Uh, it's a quo- colloquial Latin, which was spoken from the late Roman Republic, and then onward. Anyway, yeah, he would he would translate the stone into saying registered boundary line, the owner. So it seems like it's missing some some stuff there. Registered boundary line? The owner? Yeah. Uh Susan Carlson, the same lady from Nira. You know, she's totally down with all this shit. She's in she's fucking she's everywhere. Uh she believes it's Icelandic and it translates to screaming river or four vicious Four vicious near the river, and four as in the letter four. So, whatever, take it as you will, whatever that means. Number four? Yeah, yeah, like F-O-U-R, not F-O-R. Scott Walter, that guy, the forensic geologist, because the hook X is involved in this, you know, he thinks it's some sort of Templar uh, landmarking of some sort. And then we have my favorite. This is in Massachusetts. Okay. The no man's land stone. And so no man no man's land is a small island about three miles off the coast of Martha's Vineyard. 
It's about 640 acres, and they call it no man's land because from 19 from the 1940s till the 1990s, the Navy used this as like a bombing target. It's just loaded with, you know, undetonated ordnance and you know all sorts of shit. How far off the coast was it? Is it? It's about three miles off of Martha's Vineyard, which could quite possibly be Vinland. Uh, oh no! And so off of the, you know, in the tidal waters of no man's land. You don't. You dare not say that. Oh, I did. So in these the tidal waters off of no man's land, there's a whale-shaped boulder. It's kind of shaped like a whale, obviously. And it's got this inscription on it that reads, Leif Erikson, 1001. And I don't know why this is my favorite one. But so wait, 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 wait. There's a boulder that has been signed by Leif. That's what it says. Huh? Like the runes on it translate to Leif Erikson. It's like Leif was here, peace. Right. And I, I, I think this could be real. Out of all of them... I think this one really could be real. It just seems like it's so simple. It's like Leif Erikson here, 1001. Yeah. Like, it's not like some big thing talking about who knows what, you know? It's just like, boom. Right. Uh, and the, the inscription is highly weathered because it's in the ocean. And the boulder, every year, it, it's, it's, getting, it's moving out more and more into the water. And it's going to be, you know, it'll be gone soon. Well, that's good. That all things will be eventually taken over by the water. So strange New England, they used photogrammetry. Yeah. It's a type of imaging. They took pictures of the the boulder. Okay. And they have uncovered a ship, a carving that is shaped like a ship. But you can't see it because it's so weathered. Hmm. But the imaging has been able to pick it up. What's photogrammetry? I know you've already said that. It's like some fancy imaging. It's like 3D imaging with lasers and... It just, like, takes very fine images. Cool. Yeah. And, like, several prominent investigators, such as Josh Gates, the Vieira brothers, and Scott Walter, they've all brought TV crews out to this boulder for, you know, TV Eh. shows. Eh. Now, let's get into the Minnesota Vikings. Okay, break time. Remember that giant spider that was there? What'd you ever do with that? You just let it go? Oh my god. I never (laughs) kill spiders, are you kidding me? I love spiders. What if it crawled up in your jacket or something and you put it on and it bit you? I don't know. I don't think it's poisonous, man. No, it wasn't, but it was still... I'd probably kill it. it. If it crawled in my jacket and it tried to bite me, I'd probably just squish it by accident. That'd be the horrible. Most. I think it was an orb weaver. I like orb weavers. And they they get pretty big. I've seen some big fucking orbs. I have too, and they scare you and surprise you. Yes, but they're beautiful. Have you ever seen those giant? Uh, in Australia, where everything wants to kill you. No, I've not been to ever Australia, so I don't think. No, I've but seen I've it. watched videos of these giant. Oh, I don't want to know. Spiders, dude. They're like this big. I don't want to know. I forget what they're called. Dude. Don't oh my tell God. me about it. I don't live there. Scare the shit out of you. I. My dream, if I ever became rich, I actually famous, kind of, I hope a spider like that one day would come at me. You know, we can do an episode on giant fucking spiders of the Amazon, like big spiders bigger than dogs that are supposedly out there. Don't start with the spiders that are bigger than dogs. <laughs> it's fucking bullshit right now. Bank robbers, bullshit. 
Spider bigger than a dog. Don't even start with a spider a bigger big dog. Big dog spider. Stop it. All right. Minnesota Vikings. Okay. Ooh, wait, we're back from the break. Oh my god, there it is. It fell out. Ah! <laughs> Just kidding. That'd be awesome though. Still though, that would freak me out, man. I would have killed that spider. That was scary. Like that sucker's like crawling around your house now. What's wrong with you? What the fuck is wrong with you? Do you know that you eat like five spiders a year? More. Now imagine if that sucker crawls into <laughs> your mouth, dude. <laughs> that thing would choke it's you good out. Protein! You would stop it! It would probably kill you. You'd just die of you choke to death. Good. I love I want my epitaph to read choked on a spider. <laughs> <laughs> and somebody will be like, look at him. He's a true hero. Alright, Minnesota uh, Vikings. Oh, kill me now. And we're not talking about the NFL team. Hey Okay. Okay, I'm just gonna start a new page in the thing now. Do like a whip cracking sound. There we go. Minnesota is where you get the Kensington runestone. What are you looking for? The Kensington Runestone. This is like the mother of all American runestones. Uh, it was found in 1898 by Olaf Omen. This guy was a uh, he was an he was an immigrant uh, from Scandinavia. And he was a farmer and he was cutting down some trees in his field. The Kensington Runestone. <laughs> yeah. The Kensington it fancy, Runestone, it? isn't it? <laughs> Kensington. <laughs> So yeah, he, he was he was uh, hey, climbing down these trees. Let me do one more of those. All right, go for it, Kensington. <laughs> you do it. I can't. Come on. I can't do voices like that. Kensington runestone. Oh yeah, it's the Kensington runestone. Yeah, see, that's, that's good. Kind of, no good. That's it. A little bit. Kensington. Yeah, this is a little Kensington. <laughs> Kensington runestone. I've been to the Kensington runestones. I haven't seen anything faker in my whole life. <laughs> All right, yeah. So Olaf, he was uh, removing some trees from his property. He wanted to make his his field a little, you know, a little bigger. Uh, and so he had knocked down this tree, and within the roots of the tree, there was this this it was, you know, it's kind of rectangular in shape. What? And it was wrapped up in the roots. What this, was it? this rock? This rock. This. Uh, rectangular shaped rock. That sounds cool. So they they removed the stone from the or no, I don't even think they removed it. They saw that it was carved even before they removed it. Because this stone has carvings all over it. Whoa. It's got carvings all over the front and the side. It's six inches thick, Ooh. and on the along the the side, it's even got carvings. Damn. Yeah. So here we go. It's thirty inches long. Hold up. Uh, 16 inches wide and 6 inches thick and weighs 202 pounds. Oh, you're talking about your mom. How dare you? Sorry. <laughs> I had to. I'm talking you about the Kensington to. runestone. <laughs> All right. And so oh, the entire stone has been translated. <laughs> this is what it says. Okay. Eight Gothlanders and 22 Northmen... Which, uh, Gotland is like an island off the coast of Sweden. So, 
eight Gotlanders and 22 Northmen on, uh, they don't really know, There's, I guess there is this one that they don't, I guess there's a couple that they don't really know, but they believe it says this, so on this exploration, exploration journey from Vinland far to the west, we had a camp by two shelters, this is like, they're not sure exactly what that is, uh, one day's journey north from this stone. We were fishing one day. After we came home, found ten men red from blood and dead. Uh, Ave Maria, which is pretty much uh, it's Latin for Hail Mary. Um, Ave Maria, saved from evil. And then along the side of the stone, because it's pretty thick, it says there are ten men by the... Uh, by the inland sea to look after our ships 14 days journey from this peninsula or island uh, and it's dated it says year 1362 that's the uh, Kensington runestone fully translated the Kensington <laughs> I'm not gonna do it no uh, go ahead I'm just paying attention um, and this so 1362 you know that's around 130 years before Columbus Okay. I mean, if your math adds up, I don't know that it does. What, 1492? I'm joking with you, man. Of course, it's just... Columbus sailed the ocean blue, man. Are you sure? Don't ever forget it. Anyway, Kensington Runestone. So it was first examined in 1910. Uh, This, like, grumble for a while. (laughs) (laughs) You gotta have, like, your big mustache. (laughs) That's a fine cup of tea. Cuppa. 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 Yeah, why do they call it cuppers? Oh, it's fun. Because they're fun. They like to <laughs> have fun with the English language. So, yeah. Don't the, we all? The Kensington runestone was declared a fake. Uh, and it was thought that Olaf had carved it himself, being a Scandinavian immigrant, and uh, placed, the, no. placed the stone there a while back. Long enough for the roots to have grown over the, the stone. Wow. And then that... re-dug it up to try and pass it off as being real. That's a long con right there. Yeah. And I mean, because there's no evidence whatsoever of any Vikings in this area. So, yeah, there's no evidence whatsoever of Vikings being in this area. And it, it mentions Vinland, but as far as anyone knows... Vinland is way, way, way back on the East Coast. Oh, that was cool. You're like, it mentions Vinland, but as far as anyone knows, Vinland was way, way, way back on the East Coast. Yeah. I love that. I mean, it was. New Vinland. That's not like a good rhyme, you know? And at this time, uh, they've only heard of Vinland from the sagas. They haven't found the the Lawn Songs Meadows yet. Oh, shit. Yeah, there's been no music for a while. That was weird. I wonder how long the music hasn't been on for. Yeah. Well, we're almost done with this, and then we'll get into how they got, how they would have got there. Um. Has it been since we've heard the music? So yeah, there were scholars like 
Olas Brida. He was a professor of Scandinavian languages and literature at the University of Minnesota. He had, they had taken like this, this rough sketch of, you know, a very poor copy of the stone. And he started passing it out to all these, you know, Scandinavian. Wait, we're in Minnesota. Yeah. So he had taken a rough sketch of the Kensington runestone, a very oh, poor copy okay. of it. And he's, this guy, this professor, hand, started handing it out to all these other uh, Norwegian, you know, he handed it to a Norwegian archaeologist named uh, Olaf, Olaf Reich, 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 I, I don't know. Works for me. Uh, he, had, he gave it to a Norwegian historian from the University of Oslo named Gustav Storm, you know, That's and several other very Gustav. prominent professors at the time of, you know, that, that would know this stuff. And they all called it a fake. Uh, well, darn it, everybody. Right. Um, so, yeah, but they were also working off a poor copy. They actually they hadn't gone and, and seen the stone. There was a, a geologist who worked for the Minnesota Historical Society. Uh, his name was Newton, Newton Horace Winchill. Uh, and he actually went to look at the stone, and he declared it to be real. Noise. That's one point for real. Right, but there were so many naysayers at this point that he was just totally drowned out. And the stone has actually really never been officially authenticated. Um, and here comes Scott Walter again. He's involved. This guy is always around. Yeah, he is. And I will mention that the hooked X is located on this this stone. So this hooked X that keeps this rune, this this rune, and it's only found in a couple places in Europe, apparently. I remember, dude. I remember the whole thing. Yeah, so it's only found in a couple places, and it's turning up on all these 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 Viking stones that are found throughout the United States, which is weird to me. The only thing, the only reason I could picture that happening was if they were all fake, and they were made by like one person or like a group of people who were all connected, or these were these were real. Why not? Um. So yeah. So he used his, I forget what he called it, but he used his, you know, the way that he used, what is it called? I don't know. He, he came up with that, that way of using uh, microscopes to, to look at the carvings and see how weathered they were. And he, he believes the stone is definitely over 200 years old. Um, and on this rune stone, they have found this rune that has been called the dotted R rune which is only found on headstones on the island of Gotland, in the, which was uh, on the inscription they talk about Gotlanders. Um, and it's only found on this island on, on headstones that date back to the 14th century. So this dotted, this dotted R rune is not found anywhere else. No one has found it, and no one even knew about it until after... 1931. And the stone was found in 1898. Okay. Um, in 2018, actor Peter Stormare. I don't know if you've ever seen the movie Fargo. Of course. He was the wood chipper guy. I know, I know. I, I, yeah, I've never, I've never seen the movie. But uh, 
this Peter Stormare guy and his partner Elroy uh, Balgard. I've never seen the movie. But anyway, yeah, so him, his his friend there, Elroy, uh, with the help of Scott Walter, they took a core sample from a section of the stone where the roots had been because it left, there was this, everyone had always thought it was just a piece of the stone and it looked like a root, you know, it, it was like, uh, it was like snaking and, uh, and they had took a core sample from this area because they believed it was, it was, uh, like some sort of bleaching effect left over from the root. So they took this core sample and they tested it and they, they, they proved that it was from the root. So the root had leached onto the stone. Um, and that could have only happened if the stone had been underneath the tree. What? Keep going. I'm just, just having a private moment. <clears throat> so the bleaching effect would have only proved that the stone had been there for many, many decades and that, uh, that Olaf could not have planted it because he wasn't even there. He had immigrated 19 years before he had found the stone. So yeah, real, fake. There's no concrete evidence to prove it any other way. I think the bleaching effect kind of, to me, proves that, you know, it had been there for a while. All right. All right, all right, all right. Wait. What's the bleaching effect again? It's from the root of the tree. Yeah? Yeah. So what does that mean? So the... The root had been there long enough to bleach the rock oh. below the root. And it's what it took decades. Decades. Decades and decades. Long, 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 long time. Thank you. Longer than, than Olaf had been there. It's a long ass con, dude. Right. But he, wasn't, he, would, he had emigrated 19 years before finding the stone. And the stone would have had to been there for you know, 30 years or more. I think I get what you're saying. All right. So how could they have made it? How could Vikings have made it to the Midwest? Uh, travel. Yeah, but how? Do you, do you have any idea? Okay. Rivers? Yep. Yep. That makes sense to me. Yep. <laughs> Let's see here. I got it written down. I got it written down. Why wouldn't they just use the nice rivers? They did. I sure would. If I was a Viking. Let's see here if I can find it. Um, Let's go ahead. And... Uh, so, if the Vikings, how could the Vikings have made it to the Midwest? <clears throat> it's quite easily, apparently. Actually, you know, it's. And I'll get into why. Um, Please do. But I'm just gonna I'm just gonna go off really quick on like on how they could have done it. So they would have sailed from Greenland to Newfoundland. Then into the Gulf of St. Lawrence, they would have sailed down the St. Lawrence River into the Great Lakes system, where they would have sailed through the Great Lakes, and then to the Red River, where they would have been uh, able to then get to Minnesota. That's a fun journey. Well, they also could have went, there's a second path. And this one would have been, uh, it's theorized that it would have been easier, there would have been less contact with you know, uh, the indigenous people of the area probably would have been safer. They wouldn't have been being attacked as much. The second path would go through Hudson's Bay. And then the Vikings, they would have sailed down through the Hudson Strait into the Nelson River. I so get, I can picture it. 
Makes sense to me. Into Lake Winnipeg, onto the Red River, and then into the, the Great Lakes. Why would they have stopped there is my question. Yeah, I mean, in my off the wall, maybe oh! we got into the Mississippi. Hello. We're not doing off the wall yet, though. No. So, in the spring of 2016, a Viking longship, and these guys, they made an authentic Viking longship called the Draken Harold Hagfarg. And it set sail from Hogeston, Norway. It landed in Newfoundland on June 1st. Uh, the crew's goal was to reenact the first European voyage to North America, which they had done. And then they wanted to go see if they could make it to Minnesota. That's such a cool, fun thing to do. And they did. They made it all the or They didn't make it to Minnesota, but they made it to Green Bay, where the Coast Guard would then... It, the Coast Guard then stopped them, told them that what they were doing was illegal and that they needed to hire a professional pilot, which would have cost them up to $400,000 or more. They were like, screw this. So they proved that it is possible to make it that far. And they, the only, you know, and the only difference between them and the Vikings were like the clothing they wore. They, you know, they used oars, they used sails, they didn't use anything powered. What? They didn't even, they even built the boat in, you know, the same way. I am credulous, bro. I'm with the you. The Vikings would have used. All right. I mean, everything you're saying makes sense to me. I wish I could, ba- I wish I could like go <laughs> against some of it. Like I've tried on a couple occasions, but. Most of what you're saying is just like, all right, I get it. I just want to talk about really quick before we get into off the wall, a couple things that made the Vikings like really good explorers. Yeah, I want to hear it. It's pretty much their ships. Like their ships were perfect. They could use them in rivers. They could use them in the ocean. Super versatile. You know, they weren't like, like ocean going ships of the time. I played Assassin's Creed, dude. I, I saw how well they performed on open water or <laughs> I mean and th- yeah that's you know it is a it's video game but it's still accurate. historically accurate it really is so yeah like they didn't displace a whole lot of water like seagoing vessels of the time they I can't think of the word but they were like they were very they were broad but like a viking ship is very shallow like the, yeah, I mean, sort of. Like, a seagoing vessel at that time would go down into the water quite a bit to stay balanced, while a Viking ship would... It kind of rested on the top, you know? And that would help them be able to sail in the ocean or up rivers where the waters were, you know, significantly shallower. But, I mean, they still sailed seagoing vessels through the Great Lakes and those rivers, which are fairly deep. But still. No, it's so, I so picture it. It's so cool to think about, too. Right. So their ships, and they had sails. They also had oars. They were oar power for the rivers, sails for the ocean. And this stuff could be taken down just like in the game. They could take these sails down if they needed to. Um, and they also used these things. So they didn't have compasses. Magnetic compasses were, wasn't a thing. It was, it was a thing, but not in Europe at the time. I think the Chinese had invented it right around this time, like 1000 AD. But uh, yeah, it wasn't used by like Vikings. They used these things called sunstones. They were crystals and they would hold it up to the sky. And the type of crystal would have, uh, it would, there would be two images. And when the two images aligned, that's where the sun was. And they would use this, you know, the sun sets in the 
uh, what is it? Can't believe I'm forgetting this. I think it sets in the west and rises in the east, so that you know they could tell where they were through these sunstones. And those were thought to be just myths until one was found in a, a sunken uh, Viking Wait, explain ship. Explain how that works to me again. The sunstone. Yeah, so they'd hold it up to the the sky to find the sun. Like if they couldn't find the sun, right? If it was cloudy or something, they'd hold it up to the sky. Yeah. Okay. And there would be the light would come through the stone. I guess, and there would be two images, apparently. Yeah. And I've seen it work online. There'd be two images, and when they found the sun, where the sun was, the two images within the crystal oh, I see. would align. Yes. I so can it, picture it would that. turn into one image. I see what you're saying. And they'd be able to tell where they were. I can picture it. And this was always thought to be just, you know, mythology, until they found one in a shipwreck, a Viking shipwreck. They could have made it to Minnesota, no problem. So pretty much Vikings, you know, Vinland could be anywhere. Vikings could have made it. It doesn't have to be Newfoundland. I really honestly think that Leif Erikson's stone and No Man's Land really makes me want to think that Martha's Vineyard would have been uh, Vinland. So yeah, that's Vikings in America. Okay. And there's plenty of other stuff. There's plenty of other stuff that I didn't get into. I am going to take everything that you just said as absolute. <laughs> okay. It's canon. It's good. It, I, I, I could work with that, obviously. But what I want to know, Nicholas, is how far south did they go? Yeah, I mean, they don't really know. Nobody really knows. Oh, but can you speculate? If I was to speculate, I would say there is nothing stopping them from going all the way down the coast. Okay. And what would that result in? I mean, they were explorers. They wanted to explore. They wanted to find new lands. They weren't trying to go back home. They weren't trying to report back I mean, they would always go back home, but they would go, they'd be gone for years at a time. And they would just find new places and colonize. Tell them about it. Or settle down there. Yeah, and they wouldn't even colonize it, really. So you're saying these Viking explorers. They were literally just exploring. Like, they wouldn't really, like, as Lonsoc Mendel shows us, that they wouldn't even really colonize the area. Right. They would just kind of hang out there. They would just stay for a generation or two and move on, or even less than that. Wow. So I don't think there's anything stopping them from going wherever they wanted, really. Okay. As long as you stick to the coastline, you know. They don't want to go far inland because they obviously are more comfortable at sea or uh, by rivers and stuff. Yeah. So, so yeah. Good for them. Sounds like a pretty good way to be. And I do have an off the wall here. Uh-oh. We got off the wall with Nick Billiard. Right. I, I might have talked this up a little more than than what it turns out to be here, but uh We gotta put in a music cue. Yeah. I'll, I'll remember to do it, I promise. Alright. Um so I feel like there's a conspiracy at hand here. What? I just had center. Oh. Center myself. Okay, go. Yeah. Wait, we got off the wall with Nick Billiards. Yeah. I feel like, from what I've seen, there could be a conspiracy. There is almost definitely a conspiracy. Now, I don't know why there would be a conspiracy or why someone would want to hide this stuff. Are you going on one of your classic rants? Maybe. I feel like you're going on a rant right now. But I, uh, I think there's a conspiracy, 
and I'm not sure why, but it's weird. Um, I don't know who's who's gaining what or how much money's involved, but there's definitely some backhanded dealing going on here. So, I watched this video on YouTube. Uh, I got the link below. We'll share it in the notes. Whenever anything starts off with, I watched this video on <laughs> Well, no, I watched the video on YouTube, and then okay, I read okay. articles about these right. people on from National Geographic. Go on, billiards. Com. Off the wall. Get right, off the so wall So there were these two scientists working in Canada who had stumbled upon... So they, they weren't initially working at a site that was thought to be Viking, but when they discovered Viking stuff... They were instantly discredited, and one was even kicked out of Canada. Sorry, where was this again? In Canada. More specific? Okay, I'll get into it. So in 2016, Dr. Sarah Parcock used satellite imaging, which she had done in Egypt to find, uh, you know, like lost lost shit in Egypt. So she she took this, this stuff, that this imaging software she had used, and she pointed it towards Newfoundland uh, and she found what she thought was you know could be a Viking settlement so she went there um, they, they you know they dug some test pits at Point Rose Point or I think it's Point Ross it's either Point Ross or Point Rossi and this is on Newfoundland and they discovered a stone hearth with 28 pounds of slag in the hearth um, and then suddenly she was then discredited. Wait, what is slag? Slag. So when when you get your bagor and you you're making stuff out of it, you, you know you're it. getting you process it. Yeah, you're getting the the slag bagor. is what is what drips off. No, I don't really know how to explain it, but it's it's no, like I know excess metal that I know what slag is. I was just having fun. Oh, all right. Like, so yeah, a bunch of slag. They would have like, used bagor. Bagor <laughs> used bagor. Because oh, and, oh yeah, man. and Vikings they loved bagor. It's the only thing they used. They didn't use like like hard rock iron what? and stuff. It was only bagor. And in bagor, it's like so so you got all these this iron minerals that get into the rivers I and they get it. into the bogs and I the see it. like the oh like the 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 fungal stuffs and the I don't know weird shit happens within these bogs and it create you know it, it gathers this bagor. And it ended these piles, and they they would collect it, that's and then so cool that that's that's what they used to create their buildings and things. Yeah, that's so awesome. Yeah, so they weren't like bashing up rocks to get iron and shit. They were yeah. getting it out of the box. So yeah, she she found this this stone hearth, um, with twenty eight pounds of slag in it, and then she was suddenly discredited and kicked out of Canada. Uh, and I read I read the article on National Geographic about her. And, and like everything was like, oh yeah, they found this. It's really promising. This really could be the next official Viking site. And then nothing. There's been nothing since. And like I looked, there's been nothing since about this at all. What do you think that? Like means? everyone was so excited about it, and then all of a sudden, there's what does it mean? I don't know. What does it mean? Could mean two things. What's that? One, they found out that it was bullshit. Or two. They well, how come nobody wrote anything about it? Why didn't they say that? Because maybe they thought it wasn't worth attention. Well, like, people were excited about this. Like, this was the next Viking spot. And it was also believed to be... Um, I got it written down here. 
What was what was that place called? Stromford. Remember I talked about Stromford way in the beginning? It was a camp used by uh I think Carl Stephanie. This this was the second place that was believed to be Carl Stephanie's camp. Which was kind of important because it shows up in the the ice uh the Vinland sagas. Wouldn't that be interesting if there was that cr- kind of crossover? So there's other this other doctor, this other archaeologist named Dr. Pat Sutherland. And she was excavating what they thought at the time was a Dorset village. And these were like like uh Inuit, ancient Inuit, not ancient Inuits, but they came before the the Inuit. Um and she had government funding and everything. And this happened this was in 2012. And then she started to realize that what she was finding was European. She was finding, like, European objects and stuff. So she started to publish about this. And then her funding was suddenly pulled. They told her to get out of there. You're not, you know, don't, you're not supposed to be there. Get out of here, blah, blah, blah. She was fully discredited. Nobody ever hired her again, apparently. And so, yeah, Sarah was, was an American. They kicked her out of Canada. And Pat was a Canadian. And she was just discredited. Completely. What the heck? Um, What's going on? Why are these people being silenced? Yeah, and so I, I got I got these free credits from from National Geographic, and I where I read the article about Sarah Southern Sarah, uh, what was her name? Parkhawk, who had found the what could be Stromford, um, and then they had articles about Pat Sutherland's finds too, and every every article I picked was like, nope, something. You know, something's wrong here. We can't find this. Blah, 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 blah. Like, where, where are her articles? What happened to them? Why are they gone? There might be kind of a case where they just get rid of things en masse if, if, some, if an author becomes prob- problematic. I'm just saying. Yeah, it's maybe. an easy mistake to make where things get left behind in search engines and then not, as, not necessarily still exist on the, the web as we know it. All right. Sure. Like, the data gets moved. But this, this was National Geographic. Of course, but... And if they had Sarah, like, why wouldn't they have Pat? Well, and it popped up. It said, like, this is here. Like, it popped up. I didn't search for it. It popped up. It was like, ne- read the next article type, oh, of, type of deal. Yeah, weird, huh? And, like, it just, nothing would, would come up. I don't know. I don't think that's the weirdest coincidence. I found it weird. Um, and then I started reading about a Viking ship that had been accidentally found by some... Volunteers who were cleaning up the banks of the Mississippi River. And a team from the University of Memphis came down to excavate the site in 2014. And they had found the, sh- the ship. They had found it was, and it was, it was a, uh, what was it called? The ship was called a, a NAR. So it's a smaller Viking ship, not a big one. It was a smaller one. And they, they, had, they also found a broken sword. And then. There was, there's been nothing since about this. And, and there were several articles. This is in Memphis, Tennessee, you said? Yeah. There, no, no, they were from Memphis, Tennessee. This was just on the banks of the Mississippi somewhere. On the banks of the Mississippi. Yeah, it was on like the, where, I forget the, there was another river that connected to the Mississippi, and it was like right there. Mm. I forget the, but, and there were several articles about this. And then all of a sudden, like, there's been, there's nothing since. Huh. So like, what happened to that? Like, how come... I don't know. I, I feel like there's something maybe going on here. What would they be trying to conceal? I don't know. That's the thing. Like, I don't know. The only thing I can think of is it would just be like... I don't know. It's hard. 
I feel like who benefits from that? Money's got to be involved somewhere. How? Somebody loses out on a shit ton of money somehow. Uh, if they have to change all this shit, I don't know. I don't know. I'm just saying it's weird. There's <laughs> something's going on. Like, why won't they just agree with these people? I don't know. Something's going on. So you've made it I don't a per- know what. You've made it a personal crusade to get this story out there, which I understand. It's an important history. It's definitely one of my favorite stories. But why do you seem so upset about the current narrative, and why is this so important that people know this? I just... First of all... I'm just asking. Let's just say... That Newfoundland is Vinland, and they, you know, Vikings didn't go any further south than that. How come they don't teach this in school? You're asking the question, but I want to know what your belief is on that. I don't know. That's the thing. I don't know. They're so stuck on Columbus. It's weird. Like, they're just barely getting rid of Columbus Day. Why do you think that would be? Like, why do they even have a Columbus Day? What's the point in that? Uh, wait, Nick, I'm trying to help you come up to a logical conclusion about I don't what. know. Why would they be suppressing this information? I have no idea. Why were they sucking Columbus's dick so hard for all these years? I have no idea about that. Because Columbus was a grade-A asshole. That story is finally being told. I don't know why it was so told. promoted in, in, in our history books. It's and finally it's, being told. Of course it is. And Slowly. It's, so things are being rectified in the history books, right? We're not always going to be led down the same exact path that we were as children, where it was like, this is, the, this is what America was, and this is was how it came to be, and all, everything was... For some reason, I just get stuck... Sorry. I just get stuck on manifest destiny. That's what it all comes down to to me. For some reason... Why? Why that? I don't know. It's because... They use Manifest Destiny as a reason to kick, you know, the native population out, take over America for, you know, the white men. I would argue that Manifest Destiny is just the condition of all humans everywhere. If you have power and you're able to wield it and there's not really any laws to prevent you from doing so, why wouldn't you just keep on conquering and moving shit out of your way until you got what you wanted for your family and your and your people i don't know but you just reminded me of something so there is a theory out there that and i don't i don't necessarily believe in this either because it it doesn't even make sense to me it's been too long um and the theory is that that these these viking rune stones are like uh they're like land grabs so apparently in europe and during the medieval times there was a practice that if you could get to a certain part, like uh, to the headwaters of a river, and you could put a stone marking that you had been there, you would own that land. And I feel like a lot of people who look into this stuff believe that that's the reason why it's being suppressed. But it's just been too long. Like, nobody cares anymore about, you know, there's no way they're going to pass off half the United States to to Norway because thousand years ago they 500 600 years ago they left these these you know stones I just don't I don't think that's the reason I think there's something else at hand and the only thing I can think of because it always comes down to this is money it's got something to do with money not exactly sure what that something is 
but that's all I can think of is money. No, you know the land? Actually, the land thing is very compelling, to be honest with you. Really? You think so? To, yeah, I mean, to like actually have to give rights to these people based on ancient claims, that seems like a very daunting thing. That the That's what a lot of people think that, that it is. I don't, I don't know. know. I think it's too late. Like, it's too late. We've been here for 250 years. Oh, it's all settled at this point, of course. Right. It's settled. You're not getting it. You're not getting it. Like, you can't just kick out a million people from, I don't know, Minneapolis or whatever because fucking Vikings 600 years ago were there first. Like, it doesn't make sense. It just doesn't make sense to me. Not kick them out, but... Um for some reason, I think it's got something to do with money, with colleges, universities, all these professors. I don't understand where that comes in. I mean, I don't know. I'm just kind of thinking in my head. Like, they've invested so much time, so much money for so long into pushing these original narratives. Wait, the narrative being what? That Columbus discovered America? Columbus discovered America. Nick, Vikings I hate were s- not here. I hate to say this, but I do think that we are past that. Like, I don't know. Maybe. maybe. We're talking elementary school broad strokes of history. I mean, they're just... No, I can't see why. It's just... For some reason, you know, it's money. It always comes down to money. Pretty much. So but it's got to have something to do with money. Here we are, Nick. You and I, and almost canon, educating the world on things that... I know I... And with the land claim thing, I know in Canada, people believe... My point is we're doing it for free and we love everybody. Thank you. <laughs> I know with the land claim thing, people in Canada believe that it has to do with with giving land back to the Inuits and how Canada doesn't want to do that. So they're trying to... I don't know. Doesn't It still doesn't even make... That's very tricky. But yeah, Vikings in America... Dig it. Yeah, I know it. Is that almost canon? 